is Steve Olson, and I'm your host of Cage Talk. Now, this show will be coming everything in MMA, not just UFC or Bellator or just, you know, the main two. Um, but let's just jump right into it. So, UF23, UF223 has been a really, really crazy um, card due to the fact that all the setbacks. Um, the first big setback was Tony Ferguson being hurt on April 1st. Now, many fighters and pundits who cover the sport thought it was a really, really bad April Fool's joke. I mean, this is the fourth time you set the fight, and now it's 2-2 two two for both guys pulling out. And it couldn't possibly be true, but come Monday, uh, it turned out to be true. Dan White issued a video, and Max Holloway stepped up to fight him. Now, the UFC first called up Eddie Alvarez, but Eddie Alvarez is too heavy. And Conor McGregor, we really don't know the true story on that, but Max always stepped up, and Con- and Dana White called him a badass, and, you know, just probably so, he stepped up a weight class, and basically, less than a week notice, people saying it's basically a six-day camp that he he agreed to come fight um, Khabib uh, Nurmagomedov, and that's a really, really tough fight for him um but the setbacks even get more crazier uh conor mcgregor saw khabib confront his teammate uh actually artem lobo and i guess it made him a little mad and he went and tried to settle himself and he went down the loading docks where they were getting the fighters and the buses and threw a handcart through the window and you can plainly see Michael Chelsea and he gets up and you can see it looks like he's shaking glass off his uh off his fleece or his uh suit and then while the bus is backing up you see him pick up a chair and throw it on throw it on the top of the bus and cracks the window and there's multiple angles of this from the fighters and people who were there um Dana White understandably was pissed off uh, he said what he did was criminal, Conor McGregor, and that as of right now, he just feels like he's done with them. And he was the first one to tell um, many MMA sites that there was a warrant for its arrest. And we just learned from TMZ that Conor McGregor did turn himself in after the the calling a bus attack, but he did turn himself in. And now there's multiple... Um, personalities are saying that the Michael Chesley fight has been cancelled. He had cuts on his face, so the great fight between him and Anthony Pettis is cancelled. Uh, Ray Borg, the number three guy in his weight division, had reports of uh, irritation of glass in his eye. And that's from Ariel. And he said that they canned him because of his irritation in the eye, and Artem Lobo, the guy who got everything started, he's been kicked off the guard for his role in the, what we now call Connor's bus attack. So, all those setbacks, a lot of missing fights. We got three fights off the card, and a really exciting match off the card of Tony Ferguson and Khabib. But we still have the two main events, and Max Holiday should be commended for stepping up to um, save the card. Because if he didn't, I don't know what else would have happened. Um, but let's get to our first event of the weekend. 
so Friday, um, UFC, <coughs> sorry, Bellator is fighting on Friday 196, and UFC 223 is Saturday, but Bellator is going to be in Budapest, and Bellator has always been kind of a little um, thin on their fight cards, always been maybe two, three fights, maybe four at the most, that are really draw people in, it's kind of turning into almost like a legend um, fight club, but we do have a couple up-and-comer fighters, uh, there's one guy who I really like, that's Ed Ruth, and um, he's fighting in a catchweight against Ion Pasco, and Ed Ruth, uh, his opponent went down, he was supposed to make his debut at 170 for his fifth fight in Bellator, but his previous opponent got hurt and Pasco stepped up. Um, Ruth is a really, really dangerous fighter. All his fights have been won by either K or TKO. And he has probably the best background for the sport. Uh, College-level wrestler. He's a three-time champ at, um, at Penn State. And his he when he just made the jump to MMA or Naturally, he already has a blue belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, you know, training kickboxing, boxing, and we're not even, we see a strong suit, but his KOs and TKOs are impressive, ground and pound again, and it just goes back to prove that. Um, if you want to fight in the cage, that wrestling is probably the best, best base to start with, and Pasco, um, he just seems like cannon fodder, I, I don't, I... He has he has a two fight winning streak, but I haven't really seen anything from him that makes me think that he can uh, derail this new up and coming prospect in Ed Ruth, and I don't see how he can stop him or what he can do to beat him, and I just um I just hope to see Ed Ruth make his one seventy debut, and I really hope to see him back at one eighty five too, and we also got a pretty good um main event for Bellator 196 uh, it seems like the theme of the weekend is uh, the 155 pounders but Benson Henderson is going to fight Roger Herta now <clears throat> Roger Herta I think he's most well known for his being the first fighter to be featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated um, in different interviews and stuff he's let it known that he doesn't even have a copy of it and it doesn't really bug him um the last I saw him in an interview, he was currently living in Thailand. Um, but El Matador, uh, he had a short retirement, uh, two years. And um, in 2012, and he came back in 2014. And so far, he has a 3-2 and two record. Um, he has fought for Belto before, uh, you know, with a record of 1-2 and two and suffered notable losses to... Eddie Alvarez and Pat Curran, so I mean, he's a really, really good fighter, but, um, he hasn't, his whole career has been kind of up and down, not really any impressive or, you know, championship fights that he's won, but I mean, Eddie and Alvarez and Pat Curran are really good fighters, but, um, so he has faced top, top competition before, so, Benjamin Henderson, um, he was, he was on a two-fight winning streak, and 
uh, UFC before he came to Bellator, but it's really been a, um, a dismal fight uh, starting in Bellator. He's one in three, and you have to wonder at uh, age 34 how much he has left in the tank. Um, Bellator has, you know, they have a decent roster. Their roster has been bolstered by a whole bunch of UFC fighters going over to Bellator, but Eddie Alvarez proved that um, Bellator fighters are just as good or even better than most UFC fighters, so it just depends on the fighter. But I was really surprised to see Benson Henderson have the record that he does in Bellator at 1-3. The only guy he beat, uh, Patricia Freya, um, they had a rematch, and the first fight he won on a leg injury, but the second fight, um, the rematch with him, he he came up short in decision loss. I thought Henderson won, but to the judges, he did come up short. Um, I have been a Benson Henderson fan and followed him my whole life, but I really think that he is a better fighter here, smooth. Um, He's been in championship fights, tough fights his whole career, but he has to be the favorite here. Um, Both guys are 34. I think this is kind of his last hurrah, and I don't know if Henderson finished him, though. I just think this is going to go to a well-earned decision, and hopefully he can improve his record two and three, and we can see him maybe, um, if he can make it, drop down to 145, or just just um, pave out a, a okay record at 155 before he retires. Now, moving on to UFC 223, the card has been, like we said, riddled with setbacks and Disappointments. The main event, Tony Ferguson, Khabib, uh, Max Holloway again stepped up. Such an amazing fighter and a risk taker, but we lost three fights. So the fight predictions and picks list will be a little shorter this time. Uh, some of the fights I'm watching on UFC 223 are Joe Lawson and Chris Gutzmacher. Um, so, Joe Lozen, um, is probably one of the most exciting fighters to watch on the UFC card, uh, despite his goofy nickname of J-Lo, sounds like, you know, Jennifer Lopez or whatever that is, but he has to be one of the most entertaining fighters, along with, you know, guys like Chris Lytle and... You know, a new upper, new up and comer like Brian Ortega. You know, just, just guys that get the finish. And you can Google his accomplishments. Um, they have a whole list, Wikipedia, Google it, whatever you want to do. But he has fifteen post-fight bonuses awards. Um, most submissions of the night, with six. Fight of the night, seven. Um. Fight of the year with Jim Miller, and he has the most finishes in the UFC lightweight division with 11. Um, Lawazan is on a, or J-Lo, is on a two-fight losing streak. Um, I was really surprised to see 
that he got uh, knocked out by Clay Guida. That's something I didn't expect to happen in Stevie Ray. Um, but, I mean, Clay Guida is a guy that has power in his hands. He can stop you any time. Uh, his opponent, Chris, um, is also on a two-fight losing streak. So, both of these guys have a lot to um, lose. The UFC has a trend of letting guys go with 304 losses in a row, but I think Chris is more at risk here since uh, Joe is more of the favorite, fan favorite. I mean, all his post um, fight bonuses just make him a fan favorite, and I don't think the UFC would want to lose him. Um, Joe just has a record of fighting tougher opponents, so I think he's prepared, and I don't think he's going to come up short here. You know, like, MMA math doesn't work. It's been proven to over and over again, but uh, Joe's going to stop his two-fight losing streak um, on Saturday. He's just going to... Uh, I think it's going to be a decision fight. I don't know if he can finish him unless it's by submission, so hoping to, like, a second or third round submission, but most likely I think it's going to go to a decision and... He's going to stop his losing streak. And um, another good, again, continue with the trend of 155ers is Al Quinta and Paul Filder. Um, Al Quinta is, again, um, the 155 is one of the most stacked divisions. So it's kind of cool for them to uh, highlight all of the great fighters in this weight class. And... um, Al Quinta's on a five-fight win streak. He finished four. Uh, some of those guys include um, Dager Sanchez, uh, Joe Lawazan, Ross Pearson, uh, a division, and a decision win over uh, Jorge uh, Mastavedo. Um But this guy is um, fighting out of a great great fight camp, the Sierra Logan fight team. Um, he fights with uh, former UFC champ uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson uh, who is also an exciting fighter, you know, with a karate background, but uh, Al Quinta um, is a Ultimate Fighter alumni, just like Michael Chelsea, and they're fighting on the same card. Uh, he lost that fight by submission, and you know, he probably wants to get that back later, but um, Al Quinta, um, he faces a tough opponent, Paul Filder, the Irish Dragon, uh, who himself is currently on a, a three-fight win streak. Um, they got really, really similar records, 15-3 and three for Filder and Al Quinta, 13-3-1. And, and this is one of the better matchups that I like on this card. Um, again, we lost three really, really good fights on the card, but I think that this one's going to be one of the best... Um, both these guys can stand and bang, and I think Al Quinta's going to finish this. Um, if I was to be a betting man, I think it would probably be in the second round. Uh, he is, um, I don't think you could say anybody really has the striking advantage out of these two. I just think that Al Quinta, again, he just seems to have more of the it factor, the ability to finish more people, and I think pretty soon you're going to see him, you know, climbing the uh, 155 um, rankings. You know, I think he's, you know, I think he can be, you know, a top seven, 
top 10. Um, and I think he's sticking around. A campy contender? Maybe not, but uh, you never know. Guy, guys surprise you all the time. Um, the next fight we're going to do with Anthony, Anthony Pettis and Michael Chelsea. Um, this fight I was really excited to see. Uh, Pettis, um, you know, his nickname is Showtime. And there's a reason why. Um, he is arguably uh, a guy that brings in people to watch. You know, like, he's a pay-per-view attraction. And it just really um, is a bummer to lose him to a stupid incident. Um, like uh, the now infamous uh, Conor McGregor's bus attack. And then to our co-main event at UFC 223, uh, Rose uh, Nama Versus uh, Jonah, um, geez, I'm not even going to try to even pronounce your last name. I don't want to butcher it, but um, this features a rematch between the two fighters, uh, Thug Rose and Yona, and um, Rose kind of stole this one from her. Uh, Yona looked pretty um, stoppable. Uh, I think it was, um, I forget who it was, it was a Joe Rogan, or somebody said that she kind of has the Fedra stare. Malenko stare, kind of the death stare, and she did look unstoppable. I mean, uh, watching her fights, her kickboxing was on point. She was just destroying um, f- fighter after fighter after fighter, and you're just like, okay, I don't think she's ever going to be um, f- uh, 14-0, and then you see uh, Thug Rose, and she is a big, big, big um, underdog, and she drops her uh, Jonah once, then drops her twice and just pounces on her. Now, what's up to debate is that some people say she tapped, some people say she didn't. Jonah herself said um, in an interview that she didn't tap, but the fight was finished um, uh, at the 3 3 mark of the first round. Now, um, she's going to be looking for revenge. She's going to be hungry. Um, soon at the weigh in, she looked. Um, she looked really, really focused. I really think um, that coming into the fight, even though that Rose won it, um, I think that Yona is a favorite. Um, that's her first loss. Her record's now 14-1, and one, and like any great fighter, I think she's going to want to avenge that and just really, really take it away from here now. I don't know how good her grappling is. It seemed okay, but Jonah's striking um, has always been her bread and butter, the thing that she kind of falls back on, you know, just, um, she just puts people down. They try to stand with her, and they just get put down again and again and again. But now she's an ex-champ, um, wants her belt back, but we have to see if it was uh, just a lucky knockdown, just like Matt Sarah did to GSP. Um... Uh, I think everybody remembers the Matt Sarah GSP fight, the first fight. Uh, GSP stunned him and put him away, and GSP came back and totally demolished him in their second fight, and no one wanted to see a trilogy fight, so I hope this one is close so we can get a trilogy fight between the two. Um, One of the most exciting finishes that I've seen, and um, uh, Rose has a really good coach, and I think they're dating still in Pat Barry. Um, Pat Barry is a guy that has a background in, um, it's a loosely based 
Kung Fu, but it's uh, Sand Show. Um, basically a form of Chinese kickboxing. How it was explained to me before, and I know this is not even probably close, but it's someone told me it's kind of a cross mix between like judo and kickboxing, but um, basically a really, really for, effective form of um, kung fu that has real life applications and that the Chinese military um, uses. And you can see Bat Barry uh, training her in this over and over again. Um, if you ever watch like the the videos they make to hype up the fights before um, the main event happens, you see um, he really works with her a lot, kickboxing, boxing, and even corners her. You can see him in his in the win against Yona, um, him uh, cheering her on and going ballistic, and they you know, they do like cool training things, you know, like they were they had a video of that at their house, and he's like throwing tennis balls at her, and she's like boxing him away or dodging him, and um, yeah, so that's pretty pretty cool uh, MMA couple and that and they probably really really help each other um but back to the winner of the fight I um I'd love to see Rose win again but I think Yona's just too hungry and I think she's going to recapture her belt I think she's going to get her revenge and probably finish her in the um you know third fourth round but um I think that Rose is going to be finished this fight and Yona's going to be again the um champion overweight class, but I do, I really do hope to, uh, see a trilogy fight, um, probably one of the best, uh, one of the best MMA fights I saw, and probably one of the biggest upsets that I saw, you know, in women's MMA, I think the biggest one was probably, um, you know, uh, Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey, but this, I think, is probably the second biggest upset in women's MMA, and, I think that Rose um, really has a lot of drawing power. I think she has more drawing power than Yona and more of a fan favorite. So I'd like to see Rose win, but I don't think she will. And now we get on to our main event, uh, Khabib and Max Holloway. Um, the Eagle is probably one of the most fearsome fighters Um he has destroyed wrestlers, strikers, Bajunji Black Belts. Um, the, the Edson Barbosa fight was uh, pretty brutal, and I think it was the third or fourth round, that beautiful judo hip toss. Um, a lot of his background, you know, he um, wrestled in his home country, and he has a background. Um, look at his fighting, his fight... Um, background that they have on him he's trained in sambo and judo and boxing and wrestling he's a really good wrestler um chael sonnen i don't know if anybody's heard but chael sonnen said that um sambo was garbage but i don't think that uh he would agree with that or fedra malenko or the many other russian fighters or eastern european fighters that have a great summer background, but maybe he's just setting up a Bellator fight um, earlier if Fedra Malenko wins that one, but back to Khabib and Max Holloway, so again, we go back to, you know, four times the UFC tried to put this fight together. Both of them pulled out twice. 
Tony Ferguson and Khabib. And now Max Holloway, um, I, I think you hear about this. I, I don't know if... Um, I hope people accept Khabib as a champion. Um, but there might be a little like, hey, wait a minute, you know, Max Holloway only had a seven, six-day camp if you want to get technical. So maybe he won't. But... Um, Dana said he wouldn't make the wouldn't make the fight against Tony Ferguson or Khabib again. I really think if they keep winning, I don't think that they can um, really keep that fight under wraps. Maybe the fifth time is a charm that we can finally get this fight going. Um, like I said before, the UFC tried Eddie Alvarez. Uh, he was honest with them. Told me he's too heavy. That would have been a great fight too. Um, Conor McGregor was another option, but Dana said he was off the table. We really don't know the true story, but he did promise the fans that he's going to be back this year, but now we don't know um, about about what's going to happen with this, um, you know, with the worn out his for us, if that's true or not, and now he can't leave. Um, Chael Sonnen did make a good point on his podcast about... Um, how he is on a visa so hopefully he gets cleared to come back you know he was talking about that but maybe that's just him being smart um but uh I really don't think blessed you know Max Holloway is as good as grappling as Ferguson Ferguson was probably one of the most entertaining weird fighters to see on the ground or how um uh, Dos Anos would get close and he'd just roll. He'd just keep rolling, rolling, rolling. But um, um, Holloway is on a 12-fight winning streak and um, probably gave Conor McGregor one of his best fights. Um, he didn't finish him, but, you know, he did win around against him. Um, and I think his improvement, his 12-fight win streak, and a lot of his finishes, um, he dismantled Jose Aldo. A lot of people thought that maybe it was a fluke. Um, and he went back there and dismantled him again. Just stopped him. I mean, his striking was on point. And um, Jose Aldo, I don't know if it was after the knockout from Conor McGregor, but he just didn't look like himself. Um, maybe it's just the fighter's getting better and he's getting older. But Max Holloway is a new king at 145. And I don't see, if Conor comes back, I don't see Conor beating him. But I think he is um, probably going to have that belt for a long, long time. And I just worry about Max Holloway having a shriek ended because he took a fight, not at a full camp. Um, you know, many people gave him props. Uh, he has a puncher's chance. His striking's on point. Um, Dana White, you know, called him a badass. You know, like... You're taking the toughest 155-pounder, moving up a weight class, and you have a chance to get ragdolled. Um, but we did see a kink in uh, the Eagles' armor. Um, you know, being ha- you know Michael Johnson, you know, tested his chin and rocked him a little bit. So, you know, we saw that Khabib is human, and that you know he can get all rocked, but after he took him down, he just you know, mauled him, and, you know, you see him, you see him 
as a kid wrestling a bear, his wrestling, you see him maul people. Like, you see him telling Johnson to give up. You see Edson Barbosa, you know, taking him down, just beating him, uh, telling him he wanted to go a full 25 minutes to tell him, to show everybody that he was healthy. Um, he is at um, probably one of the best camps, you know, right now in the world. He left his old camp and went to... Um, American top team and he is you know in the he's training with people like Daniel Cromier, Luke Rockhold, Kane Valquez and um when you think of him as just a wrestler he's actually a well-rounded fighter I mean he's not just a grappler you look at his um win totals and he has eight wins by submission they equal his eight wins by KO TKO along with nine decisions so I mean he can um he can stop the fight. And if he's healthy, I, I don't think there's anybody that can beat him. I mean he's won twenty five fights and he's a rather um people like to say, you know, he's a rather new fighter, but I honestly don't think so. He is um he is probably one of the best fighters at one fifty five and I know everybody has to lose um, someday, well, you know, except John Jones lost on a technicality, but I don't see this guy losing anytime soon. I don't see him losing against Max Holloway. I don't see him losing against Conor McGregor. I think the best chance we would have get him saw his test is Tony Ferguson. Um, but, you know, again, his training at American Kickboxing Academy, sorry, I said the wrong, um, fight club, American Kickboxing, uh, Academy, um, I think it's going to show up a lot of his weaknesses in the striking, and he has a new, um, <clears throat> now Khabib got a really good, uh, new nutritionist, and, you know, he made well, he made, uh, weight okay with it, you know, actually Barbosa, and, you know, he said he wanted to show everybody that he go 25 minute fight, a full 25 minute fights, and that he was healthy, and I think when he's healthy, new fighting, I think, He's probably unstoppable at 155. Um, some people have talked about him moving up to 170, but I truly don't see that, you know, with the new team and new nutritionist. I think he's going to be a mainstay at 155. And um, Max Holloway, again, you got to commend him for stepping up a weight class at short notice. But um, 145 pounder, I think he's pretty much unbeatable. Uh, I don't see a, a lot of guys really beating him. Uh, the Brian Ortega fight is probably going to be, once you get that set up, you know, like fight of the year, that's going to be probably one of the best 145 pounders in a long time that we have seen, and just seeing them two face against each other, you know, like the new blood in there, that's going to be exciting, um, I was sad to see Frankie Edgar lose his chance to fight Max Holloway, and then lost the way he did, but, um, Brian, Brian Ortega Pudi was a real deal, and, uh, I think Max Holloway, he just has too many things stacked against him, you know. Moon of a weight class, almost no fight camp. Uh, makes him a big uh, underdog in this fight. And uh, I think the Eagles going to push this record to 26-0. and 0 And I'm not sure how it's going to end, but I guess just to make a prediction, you know. I think Max Holloway's going to get ragdolled and grounded and pound. And um, probably just that's going to happen for five rounds. Just taken down, put on his background and pound, and maybe Khabib can get a submission or a TKO. 
you know, on ground and pound, but unless Mike Holloway, you know, is able to keep it on the feet somehow and show us that his grappling is, you know, really good, um, and his jiu-jitsu is good, uh, I don't see what else he can offer, but he does have a puncher's chance, MMA, anything can happen, you see guys get upset all the time, but I don't think Khabib's going to let that happen. I think he's going to stick to his game plan, take him down, ground and pound, and have his hand raised as the uh, 155-pound champ. And hopefully the fifth time's a charm for him and Ferguson because I think that's really the only fighter that can beat him. But I'm looking forward to seeing that fight. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and uh, check in. I want to try to do this every Thursday night before fights. Um, we always have a lot of good fights coming in and always a lot of good news from all the different fight uh, clubs around the country and the world. So we'll keep you updated and have fun, guys. Bye.